Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, Kyle. Hey, good morning, Joanne. How are you? We are so lucky and honored to be speaking this morning with Kyle Carpenter. Uh, Kyle, you are the youngest living Medal of Honor recipient. First of all, congratulations to you, but more importantly, thank you for what you have done for this country. Thank you so much, and uh, we are so happy to do it, and you are worth it. Oh. And you know what? As a matter of fact, that's the name of your book. You are worth it. Building a life worth fighting for. Kyle, what do you hope uh, this book does? What do you hope people get out of it? Well, I think it's important to note that, yes, this is about my story and my journey, but I tried to make it uh, not only relatable to everyone through the common thread of uh, struggle, but also uh, to show what the human spirit can go through. And not only go through, but after getting knocked down, you you truly can come back better and stronger than you were before. You might be physically, mentally, and emotionally different, but that is completely okay. Uh, and not only can you come out on the other side and, and get back up, but you can do it with a smile on your face. And I'm, I try to show that to people through uh, what at the time were very difficult, long, hard, and painful nights, uh, but with many years now down the road has turned into life perspective. You know, uh, I am a huge fan, and I see them – Whenever they happen, I make a point of it, these Medal of Honor ceremonies in the White House. I don't care who the president is. Yeah. You got your Medal of Honor from President Obama. But I always wonder what what it's like in the room when he's pinning that medal around your neck. I, I get tears in my eyes mm. and goosebumps on my arms every time I watch it. Yeah, I, I could not have said it better, and that's exactly how I felt up on that stage. But uh, <clears throat> I am so honored and humbled and grateful to be recognized by my country. And at the time, everything was so just fast-paced and crazy, not in that moment, but in my life. And I was still, I, I had, you know, officially healed up and left my three years at Walter Reed, but I was still going through the mental and emotional healing of just trying to figure out as a just a everyday normal transitioning veteran you know going to school and and just figuring life out but now with time and years down the road and spending time with my fellow recipients who have been so amazing and just incredible mentors to me and I'm very thankful for them but thinking about it you know in that moment everything was so crazy but now I realize I've always known the medal was not mine but as I've had time to think about it, you know, it not only represents my story, my family's journey with me and our struggle, the Marines that were there on the ground with me, the people of Afghanistan and 
all of the people around the world that just hope to one day wake up and taste the freedoms that we have to not fear for their life because they want to learn how to read. And, and you go beyond that. It represents our entire military, our country, previous generations of the Marines who have covered grenades for their fellow Marines who charged the beaches of World War II, knowing that they only probably only had seconds to live if they even made it to the beach. And beyond that, there's those that are missing in action that 50, 60 years later now, we still can't tell our families how they gave that last full measure of devotion. So it's heavy and it's a beautiful burden, but I'm thankful that uh, not only that my country recognized me, but that I have a platform and a voice to not only help other veterans, but like I'm trying to do in this book, just tell everyone um, that that they're worth it and that uh, what we are fighting for, the ideals, helping people around the world are worth time in a hospital bed and deep scars on our body because we truly believe in a bigger purpose that's greater than any one individual or any one Marine or person. So eloquent. Can we ask you to just take us back real quick to when you were 21 years old and what happened when you were in Afghanistan? Well, I definitely wasn't out at the bar having my first beer. I was crawling through a field in Afghanistan getting shot at. But uh, I was in Afghanistan. I'd been there four months. We were in an area called Marja. Uh, It was my first combat deployment. I had been in the Marine Corps about a year and a half, and my my best friend and fellow Marine, one that I was so honored to have served with, Nikki Frazio, we were on top of a roof on what people would know as uh, a lookout position. And we were looking out for enemy attacks, and this was in the middle of the day, our four-hour uh, lookout shift. We were looking out for those enemy because the Marines inside the compound we were trying to keep safe who were eating or resting or cleaning their weapons. And the enemy initiated a daylight attack. I don't remember uh, anything really from the entire day except for physically how I felt after the grenade detonated. But from eyewitness testimony and a two-year, 254-page investigation done by not only the Marine Corps but the Department of Defense, uh, it was determined three grenades were thrown into the compound. The fourth one was the roof in very close proximity to us. I don't remember, um, unfortunately, the moments leading up to the grenade, seeing the grenade, thinking about it. All I remember is after the grenade went off, uh, I was, I knew I had been, I felt like I got hit really hard in the face and I knew that something was very wrong. The last thing I could remember, I thought I was in Afghanistan and then I kind of determined I was on a roof, but then what could have injured me that bad on a roof? Uh, Maybe I got off of the roof, went on a foot patrol, stepped on an IED, and that's just the last thing I can remember. But those, trying to put the pieces together in those thoughts was interrupted by what I thought was warm water being poured all over me. And that just alludes to Marine's humor. I'm like, man, guys, really in this banged up state that I'm in, you're still messing with me right now? But, uh, that final disoriented piece allowed the other ones to fall fall into place, and it gave me the surreal and unfortunate realization that 
what I was feeling was not warm water, that it was blood and I was profusely bleeding out. Uh, I knew that my time with how I felt was very limited. So I thought about my family, how devastated my mom was going to be that I never made it home from Afghanistan. I said a quick prayer for forgiveness and anything I had done wrong in my life. And uh, I got a, a tiredness that I can't even describe started to consume me. And as it consumed me, I knew that that was it. And I faded from consciousness in the world on a hot, dusty rooftop in Afghanistan in November. And I woke up roughly five weeks later to the sight of red Christmas stockings hanging on my hospital room wall that my mom had hung decorating my room for the holidays with snow outside on my window pane on the other side of the world. Kyle, let me say one thing here, because what you, what you didn't mention when they did the investigating and the eyewitnesses and all that, you jumped on that explosive. And it's been determined to save oh, your yeah, partner. That, that, so you that, don't that remember that. That's part of the story. <laughs> well, and, and that's why you, you received the Medal of Honor. And I know you don't remember it all, but that, I mean, you, you were heroic in that moment and did, I'm sure, what you were trained to do. But, but it, it really is just remarkable. And what an amazing young man you are and uh, just an inspiration to everybody. And then Where you, do you keep the medal? Well, you know, I don't know if it was budget cuts or what was going on, but I definitely didn't get an official case like everyone thinks. So uh, I keep it in my I keep it in my GoPro box in my closet. <laughs> okay, you know what? We got to change that. Are oh you kidding goodness, me? Oh my goodness, that's crazy! <laughs> now, you, after you uh, after you woke up in in the hospital, you were talking about the Christmas stockings, and that began you know, like your road to recovery. And you know, as you are working through everything and now you are such an inspiration to so many people, you know, not maybe not even soldiers or, or military people, but just people in general that yes. have gone through either something traumatic or they're having a tough time in their life and they, they just don't know, you know, how do how do we get through it? Mm-hmm. Now, when people talk to you about that, what do you say to people that are just like, you know, I'm not going through anything crazy as much as you, but I'm still struggling, you know, to get through what I need to get to. What do you say to people to like inspire them that to show that they can get through it? That is a great question and a perfect one. And I thank you for bringing that up because if, if people uh, are service members or they're veterans, when they come up to me, it's almost always the exact same thing. You know, I, I never went to combat or I didn't have an infantry job like you people that were not in the military or never served, they'll come up and say, well, you know, I was never in the military and I don't think I could have done what you did. And I stress to them, look, struggle is the common thread throughout every person, but everyone's struggle is unique and everyone heals on their own time. So the last thing we should ever compare is our struggle. We all handle it differently And we all need different amounts of time to become better and to heal, either inside or out. So do not compare. Now, with that said, you know, early on, uh, I kind of had the lowest point through my whole recovery and, and maybe my life. And I completely broke while I was trying to eat a bowl of cereal one night early on before I had new teeth since the grenade blew most of mine out, my jaw All of the nerve damage was still very fresh, and uh, milk was going everywhere, and I completely broke. And my mom rushed in. She thought I was in pain. And I think up until that point, I just tried to stay strong for them. But in that moment, my mom ran into the kitchen, and I just said, 
you know, who's ever going to love me again? I didn't have an eye. Mm. My hands weren't working. I couldn't even make the bowl of cereal. And I had this terrible low moment, but I'm so thankful for it because in that moment, I realized, even though I didn't know what I was doing, really, I didn't know where I was headed. I didn't know how long my recovery was going to be or what the next day even held. But I decided in that moment to stop feeling sorry for myself and to tackle my recovery and the rest of my life with whatever this new body and brain that I had could do. And I'm thankful for that because now I realize that, you know, cut out all the noise in any situation. And as tough as it might be to think of, you truly only have two options. And that is to get up from that kitchen counter and take that small step. Again, you don't have to know where you're going or what you're doing exactly. Just take that small baby step or you know, for me and for all of you, you could sit at that kitchen counter for the rest of your life. And I'm so thankful that I got up, and now I realize that the smallest of steps eventually completes the grandest of journeys, which I think is one of my favorite lines in the book. Well, You Are Worth It is the name of the book. It truly, it just truly awesome words. It's been an, an honor to talk with you, Kyle. We are, we are so grateful that you survived and everything you've done for our country, and now you put this book out. I, I really, really want to stress everybody, they should check this book yes. out and, and just give it a read and just know that you are worth it. I mean, Kyle, amazing work, man. Yeah. Kyle Carpenter, thank you. God bless you for everything you've done and uh, your continued you know, health and your recovery, and, and thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me.